0: To stop the self sabotage and create the life you desire podcast. Are you like me? Sometimes I keep silent when I should be speaking up, and then other times I should be keeping my mouth shut. That's the hard one for me. I should be keeping my mouth shut, and instead I go shooting it off. This can happen when we're triggered over people who violate our values and how they're expressed in our boundaries. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was in a group of people and someone very loudly to the group decided to make fun of someone who was not present. And that's when I kept my mouth shut. I stayed silent because I'm relearning how to navigate groups of people uh, that that's a skill set that kind of went dormant for a little bit and I wasn't quite sure what to do and i I knew that my personal values oh I had done myself wrong how can I respect myself if I don't follow through uh, on what I hold in integrity okay so um I didn't draw a boundary uh, of uh being able to move forward and uh so I started beating myself up a little bit but but here's the challenge: when we condemn ourselves, we can't receive what we need to achieve, and I needed to look at um I'm not there yet and, and in fact, when I asked the question, Oh, am I there yet the the healthy functional Uh, Me, that that's the wrong question, because if we want a better quality life, we have to ask better quality questions. And so, am I there yet? I need to switch over to how far can I go? And so, how far can I go? I don't know until something goes wrong. Because when something goes wrong, then I know what I need to be looking for, what I need to ask for. And so I needed to get reacquainted on how to draw healthy boundaries uh, when I find myself in a situation where I feel that what I believe in is being uh, violated. Okay, so I prepared for my next encounter and it happened, gosh darn it just yesterday i was with someone who really started talking bad about uh, another person and and my way because i had done what i needed to like is this the the conversation you want to continue to have is this really how you want us to spend our time together because if her answer would have been yes then I could have ended the encounter and gone on to something where uh, I was going to be blessed and be a blessing. Okay, so uh, I had to prepare, but I wasn't ready for the next a- attack. Uh, I was wanting to do something special for someone. And I reached out yesterday and I said, Hey, you know, can can I do this for you? And I was met with a reaction. Responses are based on future impact. Reactions are based on past pain. And I was met with a reaction. I happen to be really busy right now. And so there was no answer on whether or not I could do it for them. And I'm, I'm still waiting to get an answer to see if I should withdraw the request. Um but it, it didn't stop there, it escalated. Uh there was an encounter last night where I was talked down to um and it was acted like um uh I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. So uh th- then I had to realize um that I need to be prepared, and the, the biggest challenge women can have is that we will become a grace doormat, that we are taught, oh, turn the other cheek, but we've misinterpreted that teaching, uh, and we wind up becoming a dumping ground for others' bad behaviors, what if turn the other cheek means not to slap back, uh, but, in, but instead to draw a better boundary. What if turn the other cheek says, you know what, I'm your equal and you'll not treat me as inferior. I don't have to seek revenge. I don't have to slap back. But that we need to communicate in a way that says, is this really how you want to proceed? We can communicate in a way that says, that was a rude comment. Uh, we can communicate, is that how you want to talk to me? We can communicate, uh Is this how you feel we need to proceed? And that way you can make uh, decisions on how you want to move forward based on putting it back on them. But let's take a moment and let's step into the other person's shoes because this is when we use our IQ of brilliance of lighting up the world and understanding where they're coming from. I'm going to give you four ways or identities that somebody could be lashing out at you violating a boundary. Now this is not an all-inclusive list it just gives you some foundational pieces to begin to process. One is where the person who is violating boundaries is coming from an identity. What your, what is yours is mine. Very much like a toddler would. You know, when toddlers see toys, I used to be a preschool teacher. Oh my gosh. When a child, a young child sees something that someone else has, that they're animalistic in their behavior. They will go and take it and they will do Anything that they need to, they will bite, they will kick, they will scratch, they will scream in order to get it. Mm-hmm. So someone sees that you have something that they want. You have peace. You have integrity, uh, you, you, which is simply following through on your commitments. You have a level of self-control. You have patience. Uh, and, And they decide that they want that for themselves, but they don't know how to develop it for themselves. So they're going to try to take yours. They're going to try to trigger you in an unhealthy, dysfunctional way to go, see, um, it really doesn't exist. And they will use that as an excuse for their own bad behavior. Again, just giving you insight on this. Another one is what's mine is mine. This is the selfish, selfish teenager. Well, yeah, I have something and I'm not going to share it with you. You've asked me for engagement. You, you, you've asked me for a little bit of what I have and I'm not going to give it to you. Because they, they haven't learned how to share yet in a way where um they don't feel like they're being diminished, which leads us to the next one. Um, People can violate boundaries. People can treat us badly uh, because they're afraid of what they're going to have to sacrifice in order to partner with you on this. That's the young adult who was wounded in a relationship (laughs) and uh, never learned how to get past being cynical. You know, we start out naive, then we go to cynical, but there's a third level. And that third level is opening ourselves back up to risk in a way where we learn our, uh, how to use our cynicism in a healthy way. I mean going around being naive where we've just got a target on our back, which is what being a grace doormat can do, okay? Um, so uh, that this is the person who never learned how to use those lessons and go beyond them. And then the last one. The last one is, I don't want to be inconvenienced. This is the adult. The mature adult who has lost sight of values where everybody is lifted up. That, that, and it encompasses everything below it. See, each level up encompasses the, the levels below that you're responsible for me and I don't want to have to share. And, um, I don't want to have to get past my wound and, and use those lessons. So, uh, oh, no, it will be whenever I decide it can be okay. Now, most leaders will wait to act because they're not sure how to do it right. And, and that's when it gets interesting because the resources of how to do things in a healthy way stops when you stop taking action. When you move without knowing exactly how to do it in a way that is going to be for your best benefit. You're just doing it in a way that you hope is healthier than what it was in the past. When you move without knowing everything to do, you create a gap in your subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind will not tolerate gaps. It must fill in missing pieces. It will not tolerate vacuums. And so it'll go, okay, well, I, I didn't know how to do that in the best way. So now I need to go find a way to make this even better. And this is how you upgrade your beliefs. By the way, if I can assist you with this, drew forward slash two zero two one or reach out to me one six three six six nine nine seven seven nine one. But that this is how you upgrade your beliefs. Inaction creates reaction. Reactions are based on past pain. Responses are based on future impact. I want you to be the leader in your life. You don't need the other person to understand or validate what you're doing as far as beginning to look at the boundaries you need to be drawing. And boundaries simply create containers. I mean, if you were to think about a glass of water, you went and poured all over the table expecting to drink it. You have a glass that you poured into. The glass creates the boundary. You need to create boundaries around your brilliance and your light instead of letting it just leak all over the place. How you view is how you'll do. I like looking at you and thinking there she goes again acting as if she's the leader in her own life because that's how I view you. And when I view you that way and you step into my world and we work together, whether it's in a group or whether it's one-to-one, then you'll begin to view yourself in that way. And those will be the actions you take to make the world a better place because you're better in it. We all need to be the leader in our own life. That is the legacy that you are passing on to others. What I've been sharing with you is part of your time to thrive. See, we can get stuck in a healing process, but what's beyond the healing? Well, there's growth, and then there's goals, and then there's vision. And your time to thrive is a very special membership where you access a course